So before we get this episode started, I wanted to give a little bit of context. So this episode is from a trip about three weeks ago that my dad and my brother and I um, took to the Susquehanna. Um, I'm currently getting ready to leave for the Susquehanna again uh, to fish the BASS uh, Nation kayak event out there. And I'm going to be doing a three-part uh, series on that. So it's going to be a um, pre-tournament, during the tournament, and after the tournament episodes. Um, I'm staying in the house with a bunch of guys, uh, some notable names that I'll try to get on the pod um, for the pre-tournament stuff. Um, but it'll be uh, you know, a chance for me to kind of document how I do in this tournament. I'm going in pretty confident because I've fished this river twice this year. Um, so over a week straight, uh, or week accumulative fishing days on the Susky this year. And I think I've learned it a lot more than I had in the past, especially last year when I went. So um, anyways, I'm excited to put that out there. But enjoy this episode. Had a freaking blast with my dad and my brother. Caught some, you know, 221s, um, multiple 20s. It was crazy. Um, so um, anyways, shout out to Randy Long for uh, helping us out out there and showing us the way. Um, so anyways, uh, enjoy the episode of Free the Fighter. What is up? Welcome to the Smalley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Shrinko. Got a little bit of a special uh, episode today in the car driving back from the most celebrated smallmouth river in the world, the Susquehanna. With my pops, the legend, Steve Shrinko. What's up? What's going on? Uh, we got about, we're road dogging today. We got um, about four hours left into a nine hour trip back home. And it was a little rough getting here. We were driving through the night. I think we got, we got in about two in the morning. We were doing all the all the things to try to keep us awake on the way we were cranking some some uh rock music we were doing yeah red bulls bangs you know whatever energy drink of your choice we were trying to get through it but we got there and uh ended up getting up um and going the next morning so um so I've been to the Susquehanna several times. Um, this is my dad and my brother, who is not going to be on this episode, uh, ended up, uh, he drove separately and he's already, he's a little bit ahead of us. Um, so the Susquehanna is one of those like places you just can't really describe until you're accurately until you're there. So I'm going to give the mic to my dad and let him just kind of give what what is like initial impressions of his first trip to the Susquehanna era well being from Indiana it's just like incredible I mean the amount of water the amount of structure the islands uh, 
and Josh said told me that it was going to be pretty much sensory overload and and it was not disappointing at all uh, the river was up when we first got there flowing a little faster than I liked because uh, as intimidating as it was you know in parts mile wide uh, I uh, found it kind of difficult to stay where I wanted to be but or get to where I wanted to go with the flow uh, it was just about to, I wasn't it just about to crest Josh I think yeah we got when we, we got, got there so we got on it. it. They actually, it was it was a weird, unexpected thing. So I had been in contact with some guys down here, and they didn't really expect it either. But they must have got a bunch of rain up in like the where the branches are separated. It it was coming from the north branch because it was like all on the west side of the river, or I'm sorry, east side of the river. Yeah, and it. Uh, came up from it it got up to like 11 feet the first day we were here um which you know was at the when we first got here i was like oh no this is bad news chocolate milk we got on the river it was like chocolate milk and we were kind of struggling but anyways I'll, i'll let dad keep talking yeah so anyway we we were hitting a a huge rise uh just about at the peak uh, and come to find out that's that's a good thing uh, on the Susquehanna and Dad can't say Susquehanna. Okay, the Susk. Susquehanna. Susquehanna. We get flamed by the yeah. Pennsylvania boys. Okay, the Susk. I heard that's that's acceptable, so uh, we'll stick with that. Uh, but anyway, yeah, it, with the 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 width of it and all of the multiple areas the I mean you had some areas with large boulders you had other areas with grass islands everywhere and I had never seen Ledges. or been on a river like that didn't even know what a ledge was as they were talking about it uh, the only ledges I've ever encountered were like along the banks but these ledges run uh, perpendicular all the way across uh, they're basically just rock formations on the bottom uh, and uh, they they produce you know overflows and oxygen and and all kinds of areas for I guess those fish to work work across the river and but it was really neat to get to see uh, a river of that size I mean I mean, you know, you, you see water like that, but as far as actually being able to get on it and fish it, uh, it's pretty incredible. It, it was it was uh, a little intimidating. I was a little apprehensive, you know, kind of a little amped up about the whole thing because uh, of of all the the things that Josh had told me about, uh, and it was, I mean, pretty much just just like that and even the fish he had me halfway scared of those fish there uh telling me that they you know that you're gonna basically need a deep sea rod to get these things in and uh so i brought some equipment out of the out of mothballs that uh that i normally wouldn't have brought and 
come to find out the rods I had were just fine uh, but yeah some of those some of those donks that were 18 19 uh, yeah they pulled like freight trains <laughs> yeah dad was like I was like yeah man you know the first time I came here I was like I didn't bring a medium heavy rod and I was like just make sure you have medium heavy rod dad shows up he has like two piece flipping <laughs> sticks he's like oh you know i got 50 pound braid on here I'll get these fish <laughs> i will i will say you know if you come here it you know it's it's one thing it's not like you can't get the fish in with like a medium or medium light it's just if you're in the tournament specifically you don't want to like fight those fish super long because they'll wear a hole in their mouth and they get off a lot of times um and the other thing is like the river there's a lot of current in the susquehanna like it's um a lot of those places you're catching them like they get down current from you and it makes those like really already super feisty strong fish like they're on steroids in the current and there's not really a lot of places where there's not current like there's gonna be especially when it was up like we had several circumstances where you get fish on you're just like dude like i don't know if i can get this in and and you know having a heavier rod definitely helps um so we got here like i said it was up we we went out the first day because my brother didn't get in until uh friday so we me and dad were by ourselves on thursday and we got up and just kind of like we had a little airbnb that was on this certain part of the river there was a ramp like you know a quarter of a mile from our house so we just put in there in the jet got out there and i immediately was like mm, man this is like really muddy so we started throwing like black spinner baits jackhammers that sort of thing and i you know we were only out for maybe like two and a half three hours because we were pretty tired um at that point and uh we don't we didn't catch very many i ca i think i caught two 18 and a halves but we only caught like maybe six fish in the first couple of hours we were there so we were kind of like oh man this might be rough and uh so from there randy uh, long which most of you guys that listen to the podcast know who Randy is he's a local hammer at the um, over in Pennsylvania and he was like he was you know we'd been talking leading up to coming here and he was like yeah man he's like meet me down at this ramp he's like I'll give you a couple areas that kind of you know try and we we ended up running down to a different area where the Juniata spills in before we met up with him and then we ended up getting on some fish we caught by like 25 or 30 around that and and the deal was like that Juniata was running clear so that bank there was like clear uh, I think we caught like a couple 18s and a 19 maybe felt a lot better about the day after that and then met Randy at a different ramp and he ended up kind of fishing on his own and me and dad were in the jet and he gave us a couple you know general areas like hey go over here and try this or whatever and that we were on the water probably like we met him at like 3 30 and from 3 30 till dark 
was some of the best fishing that either one of us had ever experienced. It was like one of those things, whatever happens to those fish when that rise comes, which, you know, I know the general rule of thumb, like when the river's rising, the fishing, you know, the fish, but like in the, when you're in a foreign river like that, like, I don't really know what to expect. I didn't even know if it was still rising or if it was, you know, how much it was going to rise. You know, didn't know if the clarity, because it was really muddy. I mean, it was, up there where we were at that night, I would say when we were really hammering them, it was maybe 10 inches of visibility. Like, it was it was pretty muddy up there. And it was, uh, we had jackhammers. Um, and by the way, Dad, I don't know, had you ever caught a chatterbait fish before this? No. So he was like, I had told him beforehand, I was like, you're gonna need to get some chatterbaits. He's like, oh, I have. I think I have a chatterbait too. I'm like, well, make sure they're jackhammers. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, just trust me. I don't know why they're that much different, but they are. And so I ended up. I think I gave him a couple of them, and he made them last the whole trip. Um, but yeah, we got on the jackhammer bite, and my God, it was ridiculous. We had, uh, you know, from the get. I mean, it was like 18, 18, 19, 18. And then dad, we got to this little area where there's a really cool, like I thought there might be fish there, but it was like this little inlet that the fish could kind of like tuck up in. And uh, dad smoked a 21, like a legit tournament certified 21. Like it was mouth closed on the board. Um, Just a giant of a fish. And then we proceeded to just like 18 and 19 of them to death. Um, and then we ended up kind of running out of this area we were fishing. And we were like, hey, let's go down to this other spot. Um, and we went down there. And then I ended up catching a 20. And then I caught a, uh, I would all call it a mouth open 21. It was a 21 with the mouth you know, cracked, but with it shut, it would probably have been like 20 and three quarters, but, um, call it what you will. We had three legit over 20. Um, and then we probably had maybe five or six 19s. And then we had, I'm going to say 20 over 18, 25, 20 to 25 over 18. But it was like this like window of time where they were just, and they weren't just like eating these chatterbaits like kind of nipping them dude i mean we were getting one of the 20s i caught it was it i mean like almost swallowed the whole chatterbait i was like i didn't know if i was gonna get it out i mean they were just absolutely crushing it but dad what did you think about that chatterbait bite i think i think i got you hooked on the jackhammer yeah first of all the the jackhammer is pretty impressive i love the vibration and absolutely in any kind of stained water uh it's going to excite that lateral line on them fish and and uh, i mean it's just incredible uh the amount of vibration that thing throws out and uh yeah they were just absolutely just tagging that thing it it was it was such a neat bite i really enjoyed it uh other than we did have uh we had to battle the grass. There was a lot of grass that had broken free, I guess, and was floating down through there. So probably three out of five of your casts 
you wouldn't get a clean cast all the way to the boat uh, just because of that grass but that was just part of it and uh, but if you could get it up near the bank in that especially that night Josh is talking about there uh, yeah they they just absolutely just hammered that thing and and then you just had to hang on <laughs> yeah it it was so generally speaking if you go to the Susquehanna like you're gonna be fishing like some sort of feature that's off the bank that's like every time I've ever been there I don't even know if, before the trip if I've even ever caught a fish on the bank like I there's just so much stuff out in the middle of the river whether that be you know the islands the primary islands the grass islands the ledges whatever that you really just never even like think to fish the bank well when those when that river rises um all that stuff in the middle of the river is like really like it, it's really like difficult for those fish to to sit in so they for whatever reason you know and this is another general rule of thumb that you hear like oh the you know high water pushes the fish to the bank well they pushed that it got high enough that pushed them on the bank and when i said they were on the bank they were on the bank like they were on the bank that wasn't that was like dry you know a couple days before and they would they were sitting it was a really cool like uh, it was a really cool pattern because it was weird like they wouldn't be on any bank they were on certain parts of the bank and it was where there were like mature trees in the water so you would have like these like you know full-size trees yeah overhanging branches so we were like trying to maneuver the jet boat like where it was like we were getting i mean we were literally like (laughs) dragging under these branches it was like you know scraping up the motor and we'd have to duck and stuff it was pretty tough but you just pitch those chatterbaits like there was one there was like three trees in a row like it's a little cluster of trees and i pitched a chatterbait like in the middle of those three trees and there was a fish sitting in it like so it was like anywhere where there were mature trees there were fish sitting on them and it was really cool it was a neat but and then you would go down a bank where there were bushes and you'd be like oh man there's going to be fishing there's one wasn't any fish it was like where there were like bushes and grass there were no fish but where there were like mature trees there were fish and it was like probably a third of the trees you would find like that there'd be a fish on there and big fish they're not like you know i don't i don't remember catching many under 15 inches that night i mean it was like every single fish was 16 or better and most fish were 17 or better it was just a lot of a lot of doubles. I mean, we probably doubled up five or six times, and they were just man, they were hammering that chatterbait. And it was like sometimes you'll get those chatterbait bites where they'll kind of load up on them. Man, they weren't they weren't loading up on it. They were just like they about jerk it out of your hands. Um, so we finished up that night, and we were both giddy. You know, we we're like three over twenty. You know tons of 18s where i even told dad i was like dude i could go home right now and just be fine with this <laughs> like it was that good and then um and then my brother um my brother ended up getting there and i kind of felt bad because i was like man he missed like the the like real like crazy bite um but we decided the second day we were going to go on kayaks and went onto some areas where there was more grass island type of stuff 
we got out there and I felt like we did pretty good um that second day it was dad was <laughs> I was like yeah I was like we're gonna do kayaks and dad's like I, I can't do kayaks <laughs> I was like oh you'll be able to do it and he's like I don't know man and to his defense you know in his defense it was super windy the day before and it would have been really hard in a kayak. It's like ripping current and wind that was going the same direction as the current. Like, it would have been really hard. But the wind completely died the second day. It was just the current you were dealing with. And uh, that was where, um, you know, we had, you know, we're separated kind of thing. And there was a little bit of mix of grass islands, primary islands, ledges, a little bit of everything in the section. It was sort of the quintessential Susquehanna stretch and that's what I wanted those guys to experience in that in a kayak because it's like you feel very small in that river in a kayak like jet boats a little bit different you know you can kind of like motor around or whatever but in a kayak it's just like you're this tiny little speck in this like huge river and uh it was neat it was a super neat uh day ended up I think I had at the well that stretch I had seven over 18 we had I don't know how many we had over 18 as a group but we definitely had quite a few yeah um definitely had quite a few and then um we I felt we felt pretty good we ended up we only did like three miles but three miles on the Susquehanna might as well be 15 miles on a different river because you can like stay in the same spot and fish like tons of different stuff um you know the pattern that day was really muddy same thing though chatterbaits pretty much all day you know chatterbaits around i caught most of my fish around islands that was what i did i think dad had a a ledge bite going on there for a while there's some ledges with a lot of current running through them um but caught caught a lot of fish um and then then that night we met with randy again and uh that was probably the worst of the fishing that we did that that night um it was pretty tough Uh, me and dad were in the boat and then danny uh my brother went with randy to try to get him some fish and we caught some fish i don't remember that night how many how did we do that night we we may have had 15 or 20 but it was they were much smaller yeah it was just a tough bite um really definitely wasn't like this awesome you know oh we did have i remember i caught remember i caught that eight or 19 right in that fast spot right before dark yeah i mean we had some decent fish but it just was it was a slower time of the and then and then we met randy again so shout out to randy long freaking you know hosting us all week um and then dad went with him and then me and Danny got in the boat and we were <laughs> this is the fun this is the fun we put a little wager out there and we were like I came up with this concept which it was an you know it, it was a new interesting concept because I was like I can't just say how many fish over 18 because then Randy's just gonna smoke me so I was like we got to get creative about this challenge so I said we're gonna do do a $20 per boat wager and here's the the deal you had to catch one of each inch fish from 12 inches to 19 inches so you had to catch one 12 
113, 114, 15, and so on and so on, all the way up to 19. Um, you had to fill out basically like a punch card. And then after you did that, if you both were able to do that, then all the combined fish over 18 inches would be the tiebreaker. And, uh, man, we got started, uh, and uh, Dad and Randy kind of went off on their own, you know, and me, they didn't, Randy really didn't give us any direction that day. We kind of just, like, did our own thing, and we uh, had a really good morning. We were, like, had me and Danny had like a 17 within the first five minutes a 15 a 14 and then so we were like oh man we're actually filling this thing out and then Danny we get up on this super fast spot I mean it's like ripping my spot lock on my trolling motor honestly wasn't even strong enough to hold us I was kind of scared because it was sweeping us down into this like real treacherous area but I, I kept having to fire up the big motor Danny hooks into this something like huge and he's got the spinning rod on I told him I was like Danny I was like you should tie a square bill on right here I was like I'll keep throwing a jackhammer and a spinner bait just let's get you on see what that crankbait will do and it was like one of those things like as soon as he tied it on I could tell like oh yeah he's catching more fish than me but he caught he hooked this thing and I was like Dude, that's got to be a flathead, man. I mean, it was spooling his spinning rod. And we were sitting in this fast current. Dude, this thing was just running, like, at will. And it comes up, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's a smallmouth. And keep in mind, it's a crankbait. He's got braid with a spinning reel. And I was like, dude, Danny, I was like, you're just going to have to. I was like, I can't go to that thing because it would have swept us down in this, like, huge, like, swift, like, probably banged my boat all up so I was like spot locked I was like you're just gonna have to wear that out and get it up to the boat so I'm like standing there in the back of the boat we're spot locked the trolling motor like can't keep us spot locked it's like still drifting back I'm like waiting on this fit him to get this fish in and like somehow dude he must have had it hooked really well because he got it up there and to his credit dude he he definitely wore it out like he didn't like try to horse it in he was just like kept constant pressure ended up getting him a 21 so really all three of us had 21s this trip which is wild when you think about um you know how rare 21s are anywhere and even in the susquehanna 21s are rare so that was like a pretty cool thing um and then uh (laughs) so danny and i ended up kind of like Every time we'd catch one of those fish, we'd text a picture of it to them, and they weren't really saying much. I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe they're beating us, maybe they're not, I don't know. And then, um, and then it was like pretty late in the day. We had uh, got really got on that crankbait bite. I was feeling real good. We were catching tons of fish. We were we were catching huge fish. We lost a handful of like 18s ish type fish. Um, but we finally like completed the board and we had a 19 and I sent a picture over to, to my dad, you know, and I was like, Hey, we, you know, I said something like real snarky, like game set match or something. And, and I think that got the juices flowing in the competition over there and they hadn't, they hadn't completed their board. So they started going, going real aggressive. And I think they ended up 
I was like, where are those? We loaded the boat. You guys were gone. Like, I was like, man, it's like pitch dark out. We were like loading stuff up. We were going to eat by the mosquitoes and they like come up to the ramp. And Randy's like, yeah, I got a 20. <laughs> he finally completed the board. And I think we ended up, you know, it, we called it a tie because I think we ended up tying. So, um, but almost, almost beat Randy, almost beat the local stick at his own game. So, um, but yeah, what did you think of that day, Dad? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had the whole time we had great weather. Uh, outside of the, getting used to the current, which got less and less every day, the last day would have been more conducive to trolling around on a kayak. But it it was great. Even the kayak day, uh, I felt like uh, once you get used to the massive size of that river and uh how you got to navigate it i mean you got to go kind of back and forth at angles because especially when we were using the kayaks the the water was still moving pretty good uh but yeah it was amazing amazing river uh the competition was great uh like i said randy was a great host to us and uh he, uh, you know, was there with us several several afternoons or evenings, and and then uh, appreciate him using his time and his boat and everything. Uh, but he gets real competitive when uh, he gets pushed up against the wall. Let me tell you, <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he had, does. He had a full bass burger. Bass burger attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I. I mean, it was just amazing, just the whole area. I mean, not just the river, but the mountains and all that. Uh, it's kind of a lot of the stuff I wish we had back home. Uh, so much water to choose from. And, man, you could fish, like I said, you could fish a half mile to a mile stretch. Going back and forth, you could you could spend a whole day doing that. Yeah, it's a special place for sure. So, I let some gas go here and dad rolled down the window to vent this place out <laughs> but uh yeah you know the second or the that last last a full day you know the the pattern was was pretty cool we were just like bomb casting crankbaits in like open water where there were boulders and ledges and just kind of drifting the jet you know really slow i had the autopilot on pointed up stream and just had it on real low so it was like kind of a controlled drift and we were just bomb casting um bomb casting crankbaits i will say i i tr oh whoa that's a loud ringer there dad um but i was bomb casting crankbaits uh you know we the one thing the one thing i sort of like was like wishing that we we tried to force the issue on was top water and man they just didn't want it like i was like we even dad and i even got up because we most of the days we actually ended up getting started late which is kind of weird for us to do normally we get out at first light um but i was like man maybe we just like missed the top water window me and dad got up you know real early this last day and went out for about three hours and dude they just weren't for whatever reason they just didn't want top water um so 
that was probably the only disappointing thing is like the top water bite wasn't there but other than that man it was a great time we had the house was great the host the airbnb host was awesome and uh yeah annual father son trip uh in the books again dad what'd you think well i've been wanting to go there with you guys for a while you've told me so much about it and uh did not disappoint i had a great time uh the fish are very aggressive and super strong uh yeah they were uh they were some of the best best small mouthing that uh i've ever done yep so we've done here's the rivers we've done uh on our father-son trip we've done um upper wisconsin we've done the new river we've done uh upper mississippi twice um now we've done the susquehanna um i want to do the menominee at some point i think that's one the what? Detroit River. No. Yeah. I've never fished the Detroit River. We went right through there with your buddy that met us there that night. Right outside Detroit. Oh, no. That, that was that was the Huron. Where? Yeah, Upper Huron River. Uh, you're talking about it was near Detroit. Yeah, we did. I forgot about that. Yeah, we did the Upper Huron. And then, um, yeah, the one, the river that, like, we these guys haven't been on it's the menominee uh neither one of them have been on it which i you know i thought about that this trip and i think it was really low um so i you know it's the last couple years we've tried to go there and it's been low um but yeah that's that's probably another one on the list uh if anybody has any recommendations of rivers for this sort of trip shoot us a dm um, always open for recommendations but you know the Susquehanna was super cool never disappoints I'll be back here in about a month for the Bass Nation event um, so this is a nice little precursor uh, for it so I don't know how much this trip will help me probably none uh, but I did get the chance to kind of familiarize myself with a couple more stretches and you know kind of the lay of the land type of thing so it'll anything it'll give me a little bit of familiarity with it so um i think that's about all i have man had a great time as usual dad uh, any last thoughts well if you get a chance to go there i mean yeah like josh said uh, the host the airbnb that was the the little towns around there uh just had a great time all around and it's not that far i mean you're you're under 10 hours and uh tons and tons of different different structures to fish if you like like to change things up uh it's definitely uh one of those places that you need to experience so i recommend it highly yeah i think we'll probably be back here at some point because you could go to this river 10 times and never fish the same water again so um so anyways well that's all i got uh catch you uh wet boys on the flip side i will be try to do an episode with chris i haven't you know chris and i need to just go out and fish together we haven't fished together in forever so we'll probably do an on the water episode coming up uh and then maybe even get uh drew gregory on the podcast for a a little uh 
a little precursor to the the Bass Nation event, and we'll talk about his new um, kayak tournament series that's going to be launching next year, the Kayak Adventure Series. So, um, yeah, until next time, free the fighter there, Dad. What's that? Say free the fighter. Free the fighter. That's right. Later.